Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. But, you know, I like to talk about things other than just business at times. One of my favorite things to do is to read. It's, you know, it's certainly my uh, favorite hobby by, by far. And uh, one of my favorite places to go to to get information on books is uh, the Washington Post, which should be no surprise. Any longtime listener of the show knows that now for a couple of years, every week, virtually every week, we've had a guest on from the Post to talk about politics, policy, economics, you name it, and, uh, and recently started doing interviews with some of their great people in the uh, books department. And we're going to do another one of those today. I'm really excited. Uh, Tatum Hunter, welcome to the program. Talk a little bit about your role over there at the Washington Post. I'm a consumer technology reporter at the Post, so I dive into gadgets, apps, um, social media sites to, you know, figure out how they're treating their users and to help people get the most from them. Yeah, so you could you could be doing lots of different topics. So today you'll be talking about book-related apps, uh, but you can be talking about apps, everything from car repair to airline tickets to you name it. It's true. There is an app for everything, including your reading life. If you're, you know, a library or book enthusiast, you might find your smartphone littered with book apps for logging what you read, for tapping into library networks, and um, even for joining a book club. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Your uh, recent article, Breaking Up with Goodreads, which I have to admit I like Goodreads, the best book logging apps for 2004. Trying to do it right here in January. Set the stage for us. Uh, talk a little bit about the context. I found that interesting as to why you really thought it was time to reexamine that relationship with Goodreads. Absolutely. So my colleague Caroline O'Donovan um, wrote a story back in July about how even some of Goodreads' own employees say that Amazon bought the app and then kind of left it to languish in that it has some buggy, outdated tech that makes the user experience less than what it could be. And it also struggles, like so many apps and sites, with content moderation challenges. Um, authors complain that their books sometimes get review bombed, where um, as part of a action or statement, a flood of readers who have maybe engaged with the book but maybe haven't will leave one-star reviews. And right now, Goodreads has such power in the publishing industry because it's where many readers and even publishers and agents go to get a sense of the quality of someone's work. So because of its outsized power in the book world, people really want it to work right. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm hearing more and more gripes from my book-loving friends and more of them defecting to other smaller book-logging apps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and your article, which is a great article, I encourage people to read it, and we'll have a link to it. Your article also points out the fact that uh, Amazon's footprint is virtually everywhere, and uh, there's obviously a part of the thinking among many, uh, I would think, that uh, we just don't want Amazon to do everything for us. Uh, we want to have a little variety out there. Absolutely. If you think about it right now, um, you know, you, you could depend on Amazon for your groceries, for your home goods, um, for your media and entertainment, and even for your health, um, and, or perhaps they're your employer. But when you really start looking at the scope and the reach of some of these giant tech companies, um, it, it can be concerning. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to just true, true confessions here. I read about three or four books a month. 
And uh, so I've been a member of Amazon Unlimited for years. <laughs> and so you're not going to take that app from me. Uh, and so uh, I, I, I totally get that. But I also get the desire to get a diversity of opinion. And really what you talked about is kind of a sad obituary to a lot of apps that get absorbed by bigger companies, companies that pay a fortune for them, but end up just doing nothing with them. That's, that's not unusual. Especially apps that generate the quality and the amount of user data that Goodreads does. I mean, Goodreads tells Amazon a lot about what books people enjoy. And, you know, some, some book lovers and authors uh, are concerned that Goodreads has this kind of over large impact on what books get bought and sold. Yeah. So talk about what you looked at for an alternative. So kind of give us a look of, uh, at some of the ones that uh, early interested ones, if you will. Absolutely. So the first one that I dove into is called Storygraph because I saw friends on social media showing their, you know, 2023 recap of their reading. I was like, hey, that's not Goodreads. <laughs> this is an app that I that I haven't used yet. And so if you are on Goodreads primarily to connect with other readers, um, to comment, to get into discussions, this might not be for you because it doesn't have the same focus on those social features that Goodreads does. But what's super fun about Storygraph is that it puts more emphasis on its recommendation engine. Um, I filled out a super detailed like reader survey and it gave me all these recommendations for what to read next that I thought were really good. It also has like fun, colorful, graphs and charts that show your statistics as a reader, not just what you've read and when, but also what kind of genres and moods you enjoy in a book. Yeah, that's interesting. And I guess, you know, did you find yourself discovering things that you never even thought of as a potential tool when it came to your reading from looking at these different apps? You know, because I find if I use one app for anything, uh, I kind of have blinders on when it came to the possibilities. Absolutely. One one thing that I thought was cool on the site library thing is that they have crowdsourced recommendations for what to read next if you visit a book page. For example, I just read the novel um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Uh, Mr. Norrell. And when I visited its page on library thing, um, readers had left all these suggestions for what I should read next if I had enjoyed that one. And I thought that was super fun. That's smart, kind of like your your Netflix, uh, Netflix, and you know, you watch this now, watch that. But even better, I think, by actual consumers rather than Netflix recommendation to uh, push that movie that really didn't do as well as they hoped it would. <laughs> totally, and I have moments where I enjoy AI, you know, recommendations. But I am definitely a believer in the power of good old humans to tell me what they enjoyed. I appreciate that word of mouth. Yes. So talk a little bit about, the, you know, you, you've given us a kind of a, a great panoramic overview of several of these. Um, had, did you find that certain apps would be better for certain types of readers? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, maybe not certain types of readers, but definitely what you use your reading app for. For example, if you have no interest in seeing other people's, you know, thoughts and opinions about your upcoming reads or past reads, I recommend that people um, check out um, the app Reading List. Reading List has no social component at all. Um, it is just for your eyes only. Um, so I know some people don't 
don't, you know, need to see other people's reviews or even want to avoid them before they read something. So that's a great option for that. And last I'll mention um, Bookworm. Bookworm is a decentralized website. You know, sometimes when we when we are um, talking about tech companies, we're like, oh, you know, there's just a few giant ones and all this power is so centralized. So if that's an annoyance for you too, or you've played with apps like Mastodon, which is a decentralized social media app, check out Bookworm um, because you'll see that it's owned by its users and it has a very non-corporate feel. Very interesting. How about if you're a certain genre type of uh, reader? I'm, I, 90% of what I read is uh, nonfiction of some sort, be it biography or history or, you know, and I go into sciences as well. So I do, I do very little fiction. I, about the only fiction I do is, is touching, uh, t touching base with an old classic I've read decades ago that sometimes were written in the 19th century. I, I have kind of a quirk around that. Um, but what about particular genres? Or do almost all these apps cover a plethora of genres? Yeah, all of these apps um, are either kind of hosting their own catalog where people are uploading books that then live on the on the catalog, or they're connected to um, a database like Amazon's, like Google Books, like Apple Books. So, so um, any book that you are interested in, odds are that you'll find it there. But and also all of these apps, all these alternatives to Goodreads have genre filters where if you want to search within a particular genre or get recommendations within a particular genre, you'll totally be able to do that. I encourage people to check out Storygraph because they go so deep on how they're labeling a given book. You know, readers who have reviewed it have given all this feedback. Is it plot-based? Is it character-based? Would they consider that as fast-moving or slow-moving? Are there dislikable characters? Um, and it's so much fun if you're somebody who really wants to know what you're getting into. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that's phenomenal. So of these apps, uh, what would you say is the most comprehensive of all of them? Especially for the reader who likes a different approach, a lot of different approaches, a lot of different types of content, different styles, maybe temperamental. They move around, if you will, if you know what I mean, in the way they approach things. That's kind of like me. I'll be really interested in what others think one one point, uh, but then have a, a totally different view later. Uh, what's the one's most comprehensive, in your opinion? I, I would say that Storygraph is going to give you everything that Goodreads gave you. Um, it will have a smaller community, maybe a smaller number of users, but you are not going to be missing out on any features. Um, I would say that it feels really comprehensive, and it feels fun to use. Um, I'm sure that it has its issues, but for people who are feeling sick of Goodreads or just excited for something new, download Storygraph and see how you like it. Very interesting. And also, I'm assuming, just how you described it, that's also the easiest to use, or among the easier ones to use. Yeah, I would say that this reading list app is another contender. It is so simple. It's so straightforward. And you can even use it offline um, on airplane mode, for example. Um, but yes, I found all of them to be pretty user-friendly, um, although library thing and bookworm are going to be um, a little bit I'm going to call it like rough and ready, you know, where they haven't been glossed over like a super consumery website or app. So if, if your concern is like usability, start with Storygraph or Reading List. Very good. I like that. Wow, you have a great handle on this. Final thoughts as we begin to wrap it up. Final thoughts is that I am so proud of people for reading <laughs> because I feel like it is the thing that teaches me the most and helps me broaden my perspective the most. I love that this is such like a vibrant and 
charged conversation. People in the comment section of my story have strong opinions, and that makes me super excited. So if you have thoughts on this, please email me at tatum.hunter at washpost.com because I want to hear your opinions too. Well, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, you know, I love uh, Shakespeare's quote uh, that the whole that the world is a stage. Uh, that's a great a great concept that kind of captures why reading is uh, special to me because um, the world is a stage. Our brain is a theater. You know, and there's nothing like like looking at things, even nonfiction. I love looking at a lot of biography. I probably read biography more than anything else. And then envisioning through the own, my own filter, uh, my own mind, uh, how the scenarios are as we read about these people. And I think that's a really powerful aspect of reading that no matter how good a movie is, it lacks your individual imagination, which I think is crucial. So um, I'm glad people are rooting to Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah, it's great. Do you want to remind the listener, we're going to have a link to her article, plus you'll have more information about her if you click that article and go straight to her name there. And uh, love this series with the Washington Post, one of my favorite series that I do. And I am Kevin Price. This is the National Exhibit Price of Business Show.